very warm welcome to you all. This is the Football Attic Kit Podcast. My name's Chris Oakley and this is Rich Johnson. Hello, Rich. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thanks, uh, despite all the uh, off-air shenanigans that traditionally go along with these things, <laughs> where we have to get ourselves set up correctly. But I think we're all there now, so uh, wonderful stuff. And, uh, and you're well as well, I trust? I am well as well, as yes. Well. I am very well as well as well. As well as well can be well. <laughs> Good. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, for the first time ever... On the Footwetic Kit Pod, we have a special guest. He's, uh, he's someone known to many of you if you like to talk about uh, football kit design online, and uh, indeed to those of you that like to design your own fantasy football kits as well. It's Jay from designfootball.com. Hello, Jay. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. All the better for speaking to you. Very brave of you to uh, be our first. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, guest, I suppose we'll do um, <laughs> on, on the podcast. And um, it's uh, good of you to get involved and to chat about football kit and football kit design and football kit news and all the rest of it that we uh, have been doing on the last couple of podcasts. Um, we will have a chat about designfootball.com and all that kind of thing a bit later on. Uh, but um, for the time being, we shall start, as we always do, with some kit news. Uh, we'll be uh, basically bringing to your attention some of the latest football kits that have been coming out and anything else that's uh, come to light just recently. Why don't we come to you first, Jay? Um, what kits have you seen on the wires recently? What's been catching your eye over the last few days or so? Uh, okay, I, I'd just like to say that it's a huge honour to be here. So to be the first guest on your podcast, which is a fantastic podcast, a fantastic Thanks. kit podcast. Uh, I <laughs> am equally as disappointed as everyone listening that John Devlin was unavailable. So that's... <laughs> it, uh, in- incredibly sad for all concerned, I'm sure. Uh, but and based on the introduction, I'm sure everyone listening was thinking, "John Devlin's here. This is going to be great." Uh, but <laughs> it is me, so apologies for that. But yeah, huge honour. Hey to be Jay, in. yeah, Jay, what's it like being on a kit podcast that people listen to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was waiting for that. I hey. uh, I make that uh, two minutes thirty-one. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be earlier, but you know, you can't hear everything. Yeah, I uh, thought I'd be courteous and let let them speak, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's different, um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I I I think I could step into this world now. I've I've been on um, a, a podcast that nobody listens to, and yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the step up. So thanks for having me. <laughs> I just it's a pleasure, Jay. We like we like to blood new talent on this podcast. <laughs> I'd just but, like to point out that John Devlin was not our first choice. We specifically came to you, Jay, uh, because okay. you were cheap. Because we wanted to rub it in. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, so there, there are many, many kits that have come out recently. That, that tends to be what happens this time of year. Um, the the one that a lot of people are talking about is the it's, it's a Norwich third kit. Is that right? Oh, yes. You better believe it. Is, it is, yeah. Over the last 48 hours or so. 24 even maybe I don't know but that's all that people have been talking about what's your views on that one Jay um, well I think that sums up the shift in kit design recently if that had been released four or five years ago everyone would have been appalled nobody would have liked that shirt I think hmm. but because I would. you well the original one obviously this is based on a shirt that was released in 1992 and what is it known as it was known as the bird shirt wasn't it it was yeah pretty much yeah I think officially well in in more professional circles I think it was called the sort of paint fleck shirt or something but yeah Mm. it was more often known as the bird shit shirt yeah (laughs) 
Um, so it was the home shirt that had this sort of pattern on it, and it was Ribeiro, I think, and then um, Mitre. When Ribeiro went bust, I think they continued the same design. Is that right? Hmm. So, yes, wasn't make out. Yep. Um, so th- it's now Araya, I think, and they they've copied this design probably because the the intellectual property has sort of expired. I would have thought something along those lines, and hmm. they've released this shirt as a, a white away shirt. Um, yeah, I think it looks fantastic, and I think of this time, it's we're we're more readily accepting of that sort of design now. Did you were you shocked by it initially, or did you think that's just a great shirt? Go on, uh, I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, no, I wasn't shocked by it because I immediately looked at it and loved it. But I, I I would have to say, in in, in counter argument to what you were saying there, Jay, is that while well, you were saying that most people would accept it, judged by the comments on Facebook, everybody hates it. So because oh, <laughs> literally, there's been an, an yeah, there's been an absolute outpouring of hate towards it. Um, whereas I, I think of the Oh, I don't know, probably about 60 or 70 comments I've seen so far. There's only about three or four people that have liked it. One of which was John Devlin, one was me, and one was Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I can, tell, I can tell how much of a pro Jay is because he's so far failed to actually disclose whether he likes it or not. But we're going to carry on yeah. pumping him. <laughs> uh, Fence-sitter. Uh, one of us is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do like it. I think it's great. And um, I, I don't know if I, I think that... I didn't. I don't know if I think that everyone would be accepting now, or they would accept it as a design that gets released now. A few years ago, everyone would have been would have been thinking that that's anachronistic and it's a, a very bad marketing move to release something like that. Now, I think. It's oh right. So, so you mean in terms of the timing for releasing a retro themed kit? Oh god, my the nineties are retro now. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose a retro. Yeah, the, there's the retro element now that the generational aspect of it but also what we see in the style of kits now that is in keeping with the sort of thing that's being released i think hmm. i was the first thing that i sort of thought about was <coughs> I, first of all i absolutely loved it as you said there rich um i thought it was fantastic it looks wonderful in white i can't remember actually whether there was a white version of this i'm guessing it was only yellow for the home kit wasn't it i don't know if anybody knows that but no uh, <coughs> excuse I, me I do know the answer to that question. Um, there was the away shirt was white with blue sleeves, a little bit like the. Ah. Uh, oh yes, the, I think I know the one. Yes. And it had a pattern, but it was a different pattern. I think on the sleeves, it wasn't the right. same as the home kit. Um, but I think it works better in white, maybe than the yellow. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I, I agree beautiful. as well. Yeah, I think. Ah, uh, yes, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as well, um, uh, I mean. The second thing that I thought of when I saw it was that it almost seemed like a bit too soon to try and bring that back because a lot of obviously a lot of designs do come back again mm-hmm. in a kind of retro context. And we were saying about the nineties, oh, you know, the nineties have become retro. It, I don't know. It felt a bit like it just needed another five or ten years before we go back to that. Not that I was expecting anybody to bring this design back, but having done so. I do think it looks a lot better in white. The cleanness of the overall look of the kit in, in all white, I think it looks wonderful. Um, I just what frustrates the hell out of me is that okay, people will say yes, I like this kit. No, I don't like the kit, or I hate it, or whatever. But what really frustrates me is when people miss an opportunity to see it as, and dare I say, it, fun. Because I think that's what it is. They've area have gone have basically sort of said, 
why don't we just bring this back? Wouldn't it be great just to bring it back, even if it's only for one season? It's a third kit, so it probably won't be worn that often. Won't that be nice? And I think that's what it is. It's just an innocent kind of little sort of, hey, let's go dip back into the archives. <clears throat> and yet people pour out all this vitriol saying it's the worst thing they've ever seen and how can anybody make a kit this bad? And I just think, oh, here we go. It's people yeah. just, dis- you know, that. They're so blinkered that they can't possibly allow themselves to see something like this in a positive light, and that's that's see, what really frustrates me. My take on that is 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 very much in line there with what you just said, Chris. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, home kits, yeah, should should obviously be in tradition with the home kit, you know, or it's nice to have a break. Like I did like the West Brom kit where they had pinstripes. Mm. Um, the away kit, yeah, you know, you have a set of sort of traditions that people tend to have, like, you know, like Kov got yellow and we've also had red and black and things like that. So there's like, you know, a set palette. As far as I'm concerned, with third kits, go mental on them. Mm. You know, it's just like, it's basically all, all bets are off for third kits because so long as it fits the job of being a third kit and therefore is going to provide an actual decent colour clash, which we'll come on to in a minute, Wigan, um, <laughs> then... Then you know it's like fine. It's it's it. Do what you want. That because what yeah, apart from the fact that really, if the f- home and away kits are designed properly, no one should ever need a third kit. Really, you know, mm. we managed to survive without them for years and years. So no one really needs them. So as far as I'm concerned, just go mental with them. Just ha- just like you said, Chris, have some fun with it. And mm. why does it bloody matter? But oh, people, people, do my head in. <laughs> Anyone that doesn't agree with my views on shirts is a tit. <laughs> and uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> not quite sure how to follow that. Um, but, I mean, the only other thing I would sort of add to all this is that, you remember last season we had all the hoo-ha about the fact that Norwich had three kits, all of which were only slightly <coughs> different from each other. And this year they've got yellow shirt at home, black shirt away, white shirt third kit. So, excuse me, but where's the problem? I think it's exactly. quite, quite Again, well delineated now. People are tits. <laughs> um, the could I just uh, plug Dennis Hurley's piece? Very no. analytical piece. <laughs> on, Only if he's, give, on podcast, if he's giving you yeah. permission. <laughs> the uh, the uh, analytical plugs Dennis Hurley <laughs> live on podcast. Um, he wrote a very um, comprehensive piece on why the Norwich City kits were actually adequate last season. It's very interesting, so it's worth mm. worth having a read of. I think it's on CorkCityKits.com, but if you just Google Dennis, mm-hmm. Dennis Hurley or Norwich Kits or something like that, you'll probably bring it up. Um, yeah, that one's very good. Uh, the other thing that I would have to get in, and you might need a klaxon to the ready here, is uh, oh the I'm imagining what the base layer should look like for that Norwich kit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the uh, it shouldn't be a white base layer with that, should it? If you're going to wear a, a the short sleeve version of that shirt and then you're going to wear a base layer with it, it should have that pattern continuing onto the base layer, I think. Yeah, and- but they're never going to do that, are they, Jay? <laughs> they're going to have a white one. The shorts are white, plus the fact, in my view, no one should wear a base layer because they're unnecessary. <laughs> Just wear the shirt and man up. I I um I would buy I would buy the base. I'm not going to buy the Norwich shirt, but I would buy the base. I know layer. you'd buy the base. Layer. You'd buy any base layer. If in fact you could get a piece of cloth and write the word base layer on it, and you'd buy it. <laughs> Does that exist? <laughs> <laughs> it, give me five minutes and it will do yeah. I'm going to get an old pair of my pants and write face layer on it it'll be on eBay by the time this podcast is over and it will be sold within seconds to Mr. J <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mean, I'm not sure quite what to add. I'm not sure I have anything to add on the subject of the base layer for that kit. All I would say, actually, is I think I would actually <coughs> buy that Norwich City shirt. I, th- I, I like it that much, and I have no particular connection with Norwich City. Um, although I just realised my uh, my sister and her family live in Norwich, so somebody might accuse me of that, but um, not if they don't know my sister, I suppose. Um, but um, no, I just think... Can it's, you be it's... accused of living in Norwich? <laughs> <laughs> Normal for Norfolk. Um, Aha! Sorry. Yeah, I, I just think it's a there. terrific design and um, well done, Araya, on that. Um, Ditto. Yeah, uh, Rich, what else have you seen uh, going around? Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me, I've seen my <laughs> impending death by the sound of it. Um, uh, the next one I found was the new Derby Away, which I really like. I've not seen, well, yeah, I think you, I'm assuming this is your note here, Chris, that you've put it's the same template as Mallorca. Mallorca. Do you want to, Mallorca, the Mallorca. Do you want to pronounce that for us, Jay? <laughs> no, no, Chris has pronounced it perfectly. Mallorca. No. Mallorca. Mallorca. Yeah, Mallorca. That's what Mallorca. Yeah, Maj- no, not Mallorca, for Christ's sake. The rain <laughs> in Spain falls mainly on a plane. <laughs> get you butler. Anyway, sorry, moving back to this. Um, actually, this ties in, in in some obscure way with the previous shirt. Um, basically, this shirt is a... Is it dark blue or is it black? It uh, but it's black. basically got a sort of chest panel, I suppose you could have on the top, um, which is sort of blue on one half and then fades to the rest of the shirt colour on the other. And I think it looks really nice. But the thing ruining it is the sponsor. Because <laughs> while the shirt is a sort of navy slash black... Um, and a sort of lighter blue colour on it. The sponsor is bright red uh, with the words Just Eat in a kind of very basic font, and it ruins the shirt, which I was about to say, and forgot to mention on the previous one, the sponsor on that is not ruining the shirt, because mm. it's a nice little square white patch with, obviously, it's Norwich Union's, uh, I think it says Community Fund, which obviously is in Norwichy colours, mm-hmm. but a bit, of na- a bit of blue on there as well, a little bit of blue. Um, so, yeah. So yes, I like the but I do like the Derby Away shirt. I just wish it didn't have that sponsor ruining it. Yeah, and your thoughts, Jay, on the old Derby County Away shirt there or kit rather? Uh, I designed it. Did you? Well, that's mm-hmm. that's lovely. Uh, the I designed. Do you, do you want to clarify that? Yeah. <laughs> so when the... when you say you designed that, you don't mean that, do you? Jay? No, you, mean you did a kit that was similar. And we've yeah. seen your comparisons before. They're usually not the same. Well, I don't think I don't think you've seen that chest panel thing a lot, have you? I don't think maybe you could class, say, a Bristol Rovers shirt as having it because it's a quartered shirt. But that half of the chest is, <coughs> is in a separate colour. You don't see that very often, do you? That's rare. No, so no you don't. Jay. I about four or five years ago, I was involved in uh, a Skillshare project thing that. Stuart Co- Scott Curran, who was a Nike and Umbro designer, he set up this uh, um, Skillshare project thing where people could go and he would uh, give them his expertise. It's very good. I don't know if it's still available to use, but the resources may still be online, so it's worth looking at. Uh, and I designed a kit on there, and I put a chest panel on it like that, and I'd never seen that before, and uh, it had an alternate sleeve as well. And since then, Araya have released a kit like that, um, which I think Boston mm. United wear currently very similar to the one that I designed and um, uh, if you search for Marcel to pull Skillshare you'll find it on Google and this one is very similar as well with this contrast chest panel half chest panel thing which I quite like and also I think that the Just Eat sponsor isn't too bad because I'm just counting up the colours and I think it adds a fourth colour, is that right? 
and I don't think that's terrible. The white ties in with the white on the shirt, and you're all, always going to have something extra from a sponsor, so I don't think it's that bad. I think. <coughs> so I've just, I've just, sorry, Jay, I'm, I was, I was just, sorry, I apologise for just talking directly <laughs> over there, but I just found your Marcel Tipple yeah. shirt because you actually used it in your League of Blogs entry. Oh, did I? Ah. You did. A what? gold one with black sleeve. Oh, yeah, that's true. I did. Yeah, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you see. And uh, are you seeing the similarities? Uh, yes. Yes, I will grant you that. Although, like you say, yours does. I actually prefer your design. Because <laughs> it's because uh, I like oh, the sleeve that. on it. I know. Oh, I'm so nice, aren't I? I am nice, really, Jay. Mm. I'm trying to try yeah, find go. it. Yeah, it's... Uh, Oh, here we go. Oh, yes, yeah. I found it. I think yeah, I found it's in, it. The League of Blogs. Oh, yeah, there you go. See? Yeah. Sorry, uh, this is probably lost on what we'll try and provide a link. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll try and provide a link on our blog post just to sort of give you an idea of uh, where you can see Jay's design. But there it is, bold as brass. We have uh, one shoulder of the shirt in a contrasting colour to the rest of the shirt. He was there first, ladies mm. and gents. Um, but yeah, as, as you said though, Rich, um, yeah, uh, Mallorca, uh, they have a version as well Mallorca. that I saw sort of about a week ago or so, and that's r- like a red, kind of whiny, kind of coloured uh, shirt, uh, sort of almost like a cerise actually, kind of colour shirt, with a uh, with the black panel coming in from one shoulder fading to that red. So um, that's a different variation. But I like the Derby County away version better. So there we go. Apart from Jay's, of course, that's uh, that goes without saying. No, fair derbies. <laughs> well, um, another kit that's been uh, definitely raising a few eyebrows, although the feedback seems to be very much uh, positive from what I've seen, is the new Heart of Midlothian Away kit. And uh, that one harks back to, um, well, way, way back. It's basically a predominantly yellow kit. And it's got uh, pale pink hoops on the shirt as well, a white collar, made by Puma, this one is. And uh, I think it looks nice. It's um, uh, somebody correct me. Is it some like Earl of Roseberry, Lord, Lord Roseberry, Roseberry or whatever it, it was? Lord uh, Roseberry, forgive me for yeah. having that. Yeah, it goes back to basically the early days of Heart of Midlothian and Scottish football and all that malarkey. And I think it looks quite nice, but I'm not sure it's kind of as much of a classic as people were trying to make it out to be. But um, but I think brave to use yellow and pink on the same shirt. That's a that's a one that burns the back of your retinas. I think. Uh, what do we feel about that one? Jay, you go first, mate. Okay. Uh, I I don't mind it, but I think of it as a Scotland shirt. And then it's, it's something that a lot of Scotland fans have been asking uh, whoever manufactures their kit, so Adidas recently, have been asking for, for the return of for a long, long time. Um, hmm. it, you say it's hoops... It's not actually hoops. It's, it's horizontal stripes because they, they don't go all the way round. And it doesn't cut in at the front, which on some shirts it's, it does, which would be particularly poor. But they don't go all the way round. I don't think they, that that should happen. I know you'd need to have a panel on the back but to, for the, to mount the number on. But I think the, the hoops should go around further than that rather than just stopping it halfway, as I think they do with this, this heart shirt. Um, I agree. As a, uh, as a template, it's okay. But... It's more the shock factor, and I'm a little bit surprised that everyone is so supportive of it. Because as a mm. as a colour combination, if you don't know the history and you don't know the reasons why, I don't. I'm surprised that people would like it. But I see that and immediately think of Scotland because <coughs> a lot of the old Scotland shirts were like that. Mm. Uh, so it's it um, yeah, it, it brings 
brings well, if, up memories. If I can it? dive in here, if I can dive in here, the reason Hearts have got it is because uh, Rosebery was uh, the honorary president of the National Scottish Football Association uh, and also honorary president of Heart of Midlothian FC. That's why you see. So he ah. actually does have a link directly to Hearts. That is why. Um, uh, I agree about the hoops. Uh, basically, they're not hoops unless they go all the way around. They're just horizontal stripes or bands. No, I wasn't criticising you there, Chris. No, I'm just I, saying I, it's it, quite clear that you, the two of you are was, ganging up on me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut up, Chris, and give me a dinner money. Jay, <laughs> you, you stand behind him and I'll push him over. <laughs> give me your dinner money. Uh, <laughs> I'll get you in a playground, you slag. <laughs> Where's your tool? Um, we've got my other podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, so what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so, um, but I, I like it. And, and actually, I also have to say again, I don't think the reaction to it's been that positive because I've seen a lot of negative comments. I oh. think it's, I think you're right though, Chris. I think it's over, over, overall positive. I've seen a lot more positive comments than I have about the Norwich shirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah. there's still a lot of people ridiculing. I don't, I think the Norwich shirt has inspired absolute bile and hatred. Whereas this is just in a sort of, it's more kind of being seen as a joke more than anything else. I think people are just kind of like, oh my God, what have they done? Rather than kind of just outright, this is the worst thing in the world ever. This is worse than the Hitler. <laughs> it's a comment I didn't read. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I I really like it. I, I, there's something about it. I know I know what you mean, Jay. I think the problem is because it's been, it was originally Scotland's colours. And of course they had their away shirt a couple of years ago, um, or in fact, it might have even been their last one that was basically almost exactly the same as this, but in a, a sort of vibrant um, kind of what well, I don't know what you, how you describe it as like a very very dark but bright pink they had instead of the this sort of lighter pink here. I think it's almost like I think if that hadn't existed, then this would be a lot more uh, probably a lot more shocking, uh, but also a lot more original. But it seems like doing it a year after the um, the Scotland one it just seems like oh well they did it so let's do it now and, and, and like you say Jay it therefore kind of makes you look at it and think oh why are they wearing a Scotland shirt you know did, which the actual link is lost does that really exist I think you just made up a shirt <laughs> <laughs> what the Scotland away yeah bring it up bring it up now I challenge really? you to bring up that do you want shirt. to go and look at it do you want to go and look at it is it my freaking have... kit book <laughs> I own that shirt they it's have white, white with yellow and they had a white one with the stripes, didn't they? With the pink and yellow stripes. Yeah, the rhubarb yeah. and custard, as that's they not, called it at the time. That's yeah, that's what the right I'm talking about. Though, is it? <laughs> well, it's predominantly white. It is to me. Yeah, you you said it was the same as this, except it was a stronger pink. Oh, for God's sake. You know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> okay. Interestingly... He says, change, in changing, my head, it changing, was the same. <laughs> changing subject before somebody starts throwing punches. Um, uh, when we did our League of Blogs thing on the Football Attic back in 2012, uh, for anybody that isn't aware of that, basically, we asked people that owned uh, football blog sites and podcasts to design a kit that represented their project. And um, John Devlin um, from uh, True Colours, the aforementioned John Devlin, uh, the kit that he sent in to us was not that dissimilar from this uh, design, actually. Yellow with uh, pink. Hang on, I'm not going to say hoops. Um, yeah, horizontal stripes. And on John's kit, there would have yeah. been hoops because he yeah. would have continued them all the way around the back. Yeah, but, purist. Um, yeah, and but and because he, he's because he's a graphic designer and, a, and an artiste, <clears throat> uh, he did the kit with white shorts and I think it was black socks. So it's not entirely the same, but it. Um, but you see, he was getting his inspiration from the same sort of source, you might say. 
so there we go. So uh, another interesting one there. Um, what else have you seen on the old wires there, Jane? Anything else that's been grabbing your attention? Football kit-wise, I mean. Um, well, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is one you've already talked about, but the um, what's what's the Mexican team that has the big the Puma Pumas? Yes, have Unan you seen Pumas? Pumas. Pumas. Have, have you seen this one? Yes. Yes. So we did uh, the fifty greatest football shirts ever a couple of years ago which we go on about on any podcast any podcast will, that will allow <laughs> us to um so we did that and one of the shirts that was featured was a nike puma shirt from a few years ago but this one has a, a sublimated watermark in the background of uh, i think it's a building isn't it like a university or a library building isn't it in the yeah in wherever they're based in mexico um which is fantastic uh have you you seen this one did you like it as well yeah i did yes it was wonderful yeah and me love it so they have the uh the big puma head and usually that's about it that's the the design feature of the shirt uh but now they've got this on it as well and yeah that's that's one of the best ones i've seen over the last few weeks Yes, indeed. Yes, saw that one. Our one got to number forty-seven, I think, was uh, in our in our countdown. So it was sort of, it was in there. But um, yeah, very eye-catching, very striking designs. Those ones, aren't they? The old uh, Puma shirts. Mm. Uh, so I would say that if we were doing that that thing now, that shirt would probably Don't say be it. better. The new one. Ooh, now there's controversial. Mm. There's reason for controversy. Yes. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's a that's a nice one. Jay, uh, not Jay, sorry, big pardon. Rich, I was going to come to you next. Uh, anything else you've seen? Wigan, 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 yeah, Wigan. Well, we they, they have got this year. Obviously, they've got their standard um, blue and white striped home shirt, and then the away shirt, which I love, um, has caused again quite a bit of hostility and also a bit of kind of. Mostly, I think the reaction to it's been, well, that doesn't really function as an away shirt because it's a kind of, I think it's a, what would probably be called jade, but it's kind of a dark jade, um, and it, with sort of silver panels on the shoulder, mm. um, and a kind of lighter, sort of horizontal, potentially hoops, because I think they go all the way around the back as well, or it might be just stripes. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and someone has compared it to the Jean Paul Gaultier Le Mal, Le Mail, Jay. Over to you for that one. L'homme, le mail. It's actually called le mail. Um, perfume bottle, which is the... Well, actually, if you look at it, it's, it's basically the one that looks like a, a, wig, a wig and a wig. So. <laughs> yeah. As I think that's known in, in perfume circles. Um, <laughs> that one, wig and a wig, lad. I, uh, I think that what people are actually <clears throat> comparing to the Jean-Paul Gaultier perfume bottle is sexy men. Because the shirt is slim fitting, and it has that marinière. So it looks like that marinière hoop thing, mm. the thin stripes. Yep. Um, yes. So that's the the comparison people are making. But it's really just because it's on a sli- it's slim fitting and it's on fine specimens. And obviously, I think it's. For the I bottle, think. I think you're the one that's making that comparison. <laughs> I think everyone else is making that comparison because it looks the same as the bottle in both colour and design and obviously yes close fittingness but I think you're the only person that's comparing it because of the sexy men I think everyone else isn't even really seeing that they're just seeing the actual bottle shape itself bearing in mind the bottle shape doesn't have a head on it it just has a spray dispenser 
and neither of these two men on the shirt have a spray dispenser head. <coughs> oh, have you watched Wigan did. recently? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I suppose when they spit, it looks the same, you know. <laughs> I think, I think probably what, what Jay's basically getting at here is that uh, because footballers are such fine specimens these days, by default, they look like <clears throat> the John Paul Gaultier Le Mail bottle, therefore. Well, I, 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 think, I think, but the thing is, though, this <clears throat> this shirt, because it is shirt, uh, is tight-fitting, as you say, Jay, then yes, it does look like that when it's placed on an athlete, yes. Obviously, if that's placed on your average Wigan supporter, it's going to look, well, just hideous, really, isn't it? I mean, because... Because it's only going to be in a fat northerner, which is just <laughs> one of the grossest things in the world. A up. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, lovely people in the north. Salt of the earth, I believe they are. Uh, <laughs> I, I, on, I, I consider the north to be north of uh, Watford Gap, so just uh, yes, mm. that's you as which well. Which is weird, because you're not from London. So I don't. I consider to be in the Midlands, uh, mainly because that's where I am because that's what the actual region is called the Midlands because it's in the middle equidistant from anywhere nice <laughs> as they say on the tourist brochures um, <laughs> yes from the Midlands you can get to anywhere in the same amount of time you can get out just as long as it takes to get anywhere else yes um, I, I actually really like this design the, uh, the, the sort of jade coloured one as you mentioned there Rich but of course the key point that everybody's up in arms about I think is the fact that it's kind of unnecessary as an away kit given the fact that uh, Wigan wear blue and white on their home shirts so were it not for that I think it'd be a really lovely design but a bit wasted unfortunately on Wigan I don't mean that in, in the wrong way it's just you know needs to be a different <laughs> colour it needs to be I don't know yellow or something I don't know but if it were that you know that it would work even better much more preferable I think is the Wigan third shirt which has just come out which is essentially white with a red ring neck collar and most notably a red and blue hoop uh, not hoop saying oh sorry sorry I didn't mean it I didn't mean it um, a red and blue <laughs> horizontal band let's say across the upper chest uh, upon which the Intersport logo sits and um, I'm a bit kind of um, slightly rocked back on my heels by the sudden inclusion of red on uh, on Wigan's kits but I think I'm getting used to it and it certainly looks very nice on the uh, on the third shirt there your views gents on the, on that particular one <coughs> I think they've just nicked some uh, Olympique de Lyon uh, some dead stock <laughs> dead stock <gasps> yeah because that's basically just a, a, an a Leon shirt there isn't it it's it's not dissimilar too but then Jay would know more about that probably than us wouldn't you Jay yeah being from Kettering yeah. I <laughs> I would, oh God, I would certainly <laughs> say that um, I, I like the shirt. Uh, the third shirt is excellent. I wonder whether, in terms of not being a kit clash thing, whether the that it causes almost as many problems in relation to the the similarity with the home shirt as the away shirt does, because <coughs> it's yeah, it's white with blue on it again, or white with a contrast again which is the same as the home shirt uh arguably the away shirt could be seen as as blue with a contrast but i would like I, i'm gonna call out to dennis hurley to do another one of his uh analysis of um of kits to see if they serve the purpose that they're supposed to they're in league one aren't they um wigan i think i, I believe is that i believe sure i believe they're in league one and so i I want to know whether, based on the teams they're likely to be playing against, the teams they will play against in League One, and 
uh, in the, the less chance there is of playing other teams, which is what he did for Norwich, whether there is a chance that they can get through without there being any kick clashes. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is I think the home shorts could be worn with this as well, the away kit, so yeah. I don't know whether that helps or not. Oh, sorry, it could be worn with, worn <coughs> with the third kit, so that third might kit. help. The uh, well, one thing I've checked, um, and I don't know, is what colour socks they wear with that third kit. Against Manchester United, they wore red socks, and it looked like a much better version of the England kit, white, white, and red, um, because the red tied in with the red on the shirt as well. But hmm. I, I went on the website today and I couldn't find out whether they were the official socks or whether they were wearing red socks to serve a purpose. So, I don't know. Hmm. You were going to say, Rich? Well, I was going to say, um, thinking about, in terms of colour clashes, if they play Cov City, that could well be a colour clash because our kit is predominantly white but with the blue stripes on it. So that would clash with the home kit. With the away kit, it would probably be classed as a clash because obviously the overall effect on the Cov kit is of a, a slight, you know, a kind of darkish blue, mid-blue hue, which would therefore clash. And obviously, potentially the third kit would also be considered a clash because of the blue on it. Mm. So I don't know. So immediately thinking about it, we've got one kit that, that could cause problems with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, if Coventry wore their away shirt, then they'd be fine, but why should we have to it's, it's our ground go away you don't wear that at, at home no I would agree with that well I, I exactly. don't personally see a clash with the away kit I think Wigan could get away with wearing that away kit against or I think they could get away with it but I think it would still be I think you could argue that it would be a clash I mean it's because the thing is the overall effect of the cob mm. shirt is of a kind of a, a mid blue shirt mm. from a distance in the same way you know with it. I mean Obviously, if you look at the two shirts side by side, they're totally different. But that's not always how things work. Hence, why you know Wales um, and Portugal wore their change kits. Yeah. Hmm. So when you start applying the rules as they seem to be laid down these days, then yeah, it could cause problems. Yeah. Um, the the other thing is the inclusion of red. I believe is is going to be into sport. I would have thought. I can't. Oh yeah. I, I think that's the influence of the sponsor. And I don't know what, what the sponsor is. Is D, is it uh, a partner of DW Sports or does Dave Whelan own Intersport now? I don't know what it is exactly. Um, obviously now they're not using their own manufacturer. They're using Kappa rather than, I think the last one was MySport or it had been MySport right. up until yep. recently, MySport, MySport something, which was a, a DW, uh, <laughs> DW Sports own brand, I think. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's a good kit. I like the. I like definitely like the third kit. I think that's great. Um, I'm reliably informed that um, as of the coming season, uh, Wigan will be playing in the Championship because they actually won the League One uh, title last year. Hmm. So they're back up to the second tier for the coming season. Ah. So there we go. So that's where those kits will um, grace so the stage. No clash with Cobb then. Yeah. <laughs> no clash well, with Cobb on that front. You, you you then you have to remove. The, the complaint then if unless you can then find another team that they will clash no, with no I just, I just that was the first one I thought of you bird remove the complaint <laughs> I'm not removing the complaint it wasn't a complaint it was an observation you tit hole <laughs> <laughs> ok what if they play Kilmarnock <laughs> oh well or Atalanta um if I can just step in at this juncture, um, we have we have much to get through, and so many kits, as you said earlier on, Jay. So many kits coming out at the moment. I'll just quickly 
whistle through some of these because um, can I just say something? Oh, right. Sorry, <laughs> DW Sports joined the international buying group Intersport in 2011. There you, there go. you are. Thank you for that. I was actually trying to find that out, but uh, gave up. So well done on doing that on my behalf. Um, yes, um, we have other things to sort of get onto, but before that, we'll just sort of mop up with some of the others that we spotted um, recently. Uh, Rich, you found the new Bolton home kit made by Macron, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's, you know, all right. It's a typical Bolton shirt, but the the big thing on it is the horrific sponsor. Oh. <laughs> Spin and win in yellow and light blue, which just doesn't go with anything and looks awful. It looks so cheapy, cheapy, cheap, cheap. Along with the crappy Macron shoulder logos, which I just despise. Yeah, I struggle with those they a little bit, I must admit. Um, but uh, no, you're quite right. That was the first thing that caught my eye about the kit is the is the sponsor logo. It's amazing how all the good work in a design can unravel <clears throat> a little bit as a result of the logo. But um, other than that, I would say although the rest of the kit is kind of fine, um, I'm not one. I've not I'm not one of Macron's biggest fans as such. But I have to give them full marks for trying to do something different with the collar, because on this particular kit they've gone for a very sort of minimal um, I don't know, polo shirt style collar, call it what you will. Um, but then below it, um, the opening sort of tapers down into a sort of little pointy kind of device, and um, I'm not sure it's going to kind of you know set the world on fire as far as football kit mm. design is concerned. But full marks for trying something different because mm. I know I, I, in the past when I've tried to design my own kits way way back um, it was the one thing I was always trying I was always trying to do <coughs> was trying to do something different with the collar because nobody ever seems to do it um, and so therefore um, Macron have my complete respect for that they've tried to do something different well done tell you if it wasn't for the sponsor if the, in fact if it was sponsorless that would be a great looking a lot better, minimalistic actually. shirt mm. Um, regarding apart from the Macron epaulets, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the the collar thing. I don't know if it's the the one you're referring to, but I have seen a collar recently. I'm not sure if it's on Macron shirts, but it looks like a weird inverted collar that you would have with a bow tie, that sort of like standing up thing, and mm. then the points are folded oh, down. Right. I've seen yes. that uh, about, and I'm that's that's different. I don't know. It might be Macron yeah. shirts that I've seen it on. I'm not sure. It might be what you're referring to, but it's it, very yeah. very odd. It's like Tottenham's Tottenham's new collar is horrific. I don't like that at all. <laughs> on the home sh- is it? No, no. I'm th- sorry. That was last year's. I think actually. Mm. Talking crap. Ignore uh, <laughs> me. Anyway, uh, I just did that better. You know. <laughs> the um, if sorry, if you're going to edit it out, then no, doesn't no, no. matter. Uh, We're not going to edit it. We don't edit these podcasts, Jay. That's kind of in joke when I say we'll edit that bit out. Okay, you're going (laughs) to edit that bit out. Uh, No, no, I'm not going to keep it in. uh, All of this is being kept in. In fact, uh, I'll go through the entire editing process in a minute if you want. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, That Spurs kit, that that collar thing, there is a team that's just signed with Under Armour who's got that collar a season late. Just a... That's just a, ah, that might be where I've uh, seen it. Yeah, then. Sorry, yeah, a new team has got. I can't remember which team it is, but it's a reasonably big team, I think. Um, but mm. they've, yeah, they've got. Well, can't be that big because they wouldn't have an old template. <laughs> <laughs> well deduced, smaller than Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> hey, Arsenal. Um, uh, Roma, Roma have brought out their new away kit, and the it's basically another variant on the Nike. Uh, vaporware template that we've seen so much of in recent weeks and we'll be mentioning it a bit later on before the end of this podcast but um, what's most eye-catching about this one is that they've gone for a uh, an off-white colour 
which I'm led to believe uh, is is um, in some way a reflection of um, the cityscape of Rome and you know the Roman architecture, the stone colours that are so prevalent in the architecture that you find in Rome, which I think is a lovely idea and it's not at all bad. I think a slightly kind of creamy tint to that uh, what would have probably been a white uh, kit in previous seasons. Uh, what do we think about that one? Can I go? Me like it. Yes, go for it. You can, Jay, you can. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I like it. It is the same template for all of the, the Nike Vapor kits, so they just colour it in differently for different teams. So whether you're okay about that or not, that's sort of what's been going on in football kit design mm-hmm. for a long time anyway. Uh, this one obviously doesn't have any extra sublimation, so it's a very simple kit. It's a great colour choice. Looks very nice. What I want to say about the Nike Vapor kits in general... Um, is you have these two versions of them so you have the £100 version or £90 version which is what the players wear and it's got the special elasticated sleeves all that kind of thing then you have the normal retail version which is rubbish it's a, a, it doesn't seem obviously it's expensive to develop and obviously it has all these technologies in it but it doesn't look like a, an expensive expensive garment it looks basic um, the cut of it isn't as good the, the sleeves are really just look cheap the sublimation isn't great so i looked at mm. the barcelona kit and i it's great for the first time you'll i think they are going to be back with uh, qatar airways whatever the sponsor is but for a while yeah. you could get it without the sponsor on it um so i consider getting it because i think it's quite a nice shirt but then you think which version do i get and i would have the expensive version but it has heat transfers for the badges on the expensive version mm. so i if you want if you want the embroidered badges or the stitch badges whatever they are which seems a bit more quality then you have to get the other version which the cut isn't as good uh and all round looks like a cheaper product it's, so it's a shame I, I think they've messed up in in the two versions of the shirt it hasn't really worked out this season Ooh, interesting stuff um, staying with uh, Serie A, uh, Lazio have brought out their third kit. Which... I I also like the Roma shirt. Sorry, big upon. <laughs> I was just I was just kind of keeping it on at the time, you know, because yeah. nah, you were going to say. No, I love the Roma shirt. L- think it looks lovely. It looks great with no sponsor. And I love the really sort of minimalist badge they have on it. So mm. <clears throat> not not a massive fan of that vapor template per se, but I have said in certain colours, it's pretty great. And I really like that one. Right, moving on. Back to your third. <laughs> Well done. Very good. Um, <laughs> yes, Lazio third kit. Uh, another Macron one this time. And um, it looks lovely, I think. it's Essentially, it's um, an ostensibly a white shirt, but with pale blue trim uh, on the cuffs, uh, a sort of fairly shallow V-neck, but the uh, pale blue horizontal bands, um, they are... Um, should we say they're, they're done in such a way as to use a series of thinner lines that uh, dilute the pale blue into a white and they kind of they're further and further spaced out as they go from the top of the band to the bottom uh, this is an effect which uh, seems to be doing the rounds in different forms and with different manufacturers at the moment um, I think it's Puma are doing something similar at the moment with a kind of diagonal gradiated line on some of their kits so there's a lot of this kind of gradiated line thing going on but I think this looks lovely very nice way of doing um, horizontal stripes call them what you will um uh, rich i'll come to you as soon as i cut you off uh, prematurely last time your view on that one yes all right <laughs> <laughs> I should have told you, you picked the nah. thing 
Hey, I, I picked a hell of a lot this week, didn't you did, I? Did as well. I? Yeah, sorry. It's, it's going, well, I, I just literally went through footballshirtculture.com and nicked everything. <laughs> um, no, I like this. It's nice. It's, uh, yeah, it's. it's I, I, I like the gradated effect. Obviously, we can't call it hoops because they don't go around the bat, but I think it looks really nice. It's just. Uh, and it's it's not. I don't know. Some people might think it's over fussy. I think it's not. I think it's just a quite nice. It's clean looking. Clean. Hmm. Very nice. And Jane? Yeah, I, I'm not a great fan of it. I think it's uh, a modern way of doing classic design and sometimes that that gets a bit... I just... The the grade... There's too much. It's If, if you're doing bars across... I don't like bars across <coughs> like that anyway. I, I want mm. them to be hoops if they're doing that. Uh, and then they've added on this gradient thing. If you, you have a gradient effect or you have the, the hoops or the bars, I, I think combining the two is just... This is a modern design, and um, yeah, not not a fan of it. I don't I don't think it's done overly well. I think it's okay, and the colour's great, obviously, but that's that's just what you get with Lazio. So Italian men all look sexy in it because Italian men are sexy. They are <laughs> not all Italian men, Jay. You can't generalise. Oh, that is true. That. Yeah, it is racist. I apologise. <laughs> Um, one that I overlooked as we were going through my my list here um, earlier on, I was going to mention um, when we were talking about hearts and Scottish football generally, uh, one that caught my eye was uh, the new Motherwell away kit, which is uh, done in a very nice, another Macron one this, by the way, um, done in a very nice dark blue denim style. And um, I think as a contrast to their usual um, home colours, it's a it's a really nice contrast. You've got uh, a white, again, a very sort of small, like a small polo shirt style collar, uh, white cuffs with a bit of um, amber and um, claret and amber trim, as is uh, the case on the on the collar. I thought it was a really good one, actually. And somebody else having another try at doing the old denim style football shirts. Um, a wise move, fellas, or a bit um, a bit rash? I like it, but uh, it's I don't know. I'm, it's a bit kind of gimmicky, I suppose. Mm. It's it's quite nice, but denim shirts have been done before, and I don't know. It's I mean I, I like it. I think the colours are nice, and especially with the orange trim. But eh, I don't know. Orange it just seems a bit of a yeah. Claret and amber. Claret and amber. That's what it is. Yeah, orange. That's what I said. <laughs> like wolves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Orange. <laughs> there is a there is an issue with that. So you you've got this sponsor which is definitely orange and blue. So that yeah. sort of clashes with the trim, doesn't it? It it could either be seen bit, yeah. as tying in if you're going to accept that amber is just another way of saying orange. But it doesn't really. Come on. Amber cover. is a shade of orange for Christ's sake. <laughs> um look at the, look at the amber traffic light. Is that orange? Yes. <laughs> You were saying, Jay. So therefore, it's an interchangeable term. <laughs> it does look like that motor point. What... That motor point logo does have a an orange traffic light on it. Incidentally, well, uh, there you are. Go, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I don't like it. I don't think it's very good. I don't. I I just. It, it's just a. Yeah, it's a shirt. It exists. <laughs> I had a feeling nobody else liked that shirt. Do you know? Sometimes you get a feeling <clears throat> in your waters. Um, I just. I think it stops short of being gimmicky. You should go to the doctor. <laughs> It's your prostate. <laughs> um, I think it stops short of being gimmicky, but I take your point that it's been sort of done before. Um, when it has been done before, like the England away shirt in Euro 96, it was a lighter shade of blue, blah, 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 blah. But I just think it's a nice contrast in colour. You won't get any problem, like Wigan-style problems, with the away shirt being similar tone to the home kit yeah. and all that. So uh, it I, has that going for it. I, I would add that making a denim shirt, which is great, 
um, sorry, it, a great thing is that making a denim shirt is no longer enough. So you're not going to uh, yep. get the get the column inches from making a denim shirt to immediately make it marketable. Marketable just on the basis of that, you actually have to make it good as well because people are yeah, yep. are not going to be shocked by that sort of thing anymore. So that's a good thing. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right on that. Certainly. Um, still going on here. It's, we're about three quarters of the way in. It's going to be a longer version of our podcast this week, but why not Ooh. with a special guest? Who cares? Um, uh, the last one that I particularly um, wanted to bring to people's attention, because I like it so much, is the new Fulham home shirt. Um, I think this is one of the Fulham's best home shirts I've had for a while, and it uses the same template as uh, Northern Ireland's from Euro 2016. Uh, a white shirt. Uh, black Adidas trim and the band, the sort of double stripe, if you like, that goes across the middle of the shirt uh, is in red, which adds a nice little uh, dash of colour. And of course, black shorts, etc., etc., et as you would expect from Fulham. Um, uh, what's our view on that one, lads? I'll go first. Yeah. I really like it, and I don't normally like Fulham shirts, especially because of that stupid, crappy badge of Fulham's. <laughs> I always mention that. Uh, but no, I mean, I like the Northern Ireland shirt. Um, totally as well and I think this looks really really nice um, I love the chest band on it and I actually think the, the sponsor works as well Visit Not, Florida I mean okay it's a completely different colour because it's blue yeah Visit Florida but I think it actually works with the chest band I think it almost looks like the chest band is part of the sponsor hmm. Uh, hmm. but I also think red, white and blue go together really nicely so I actually I think that's a really nice shirt hmm. and I, I think if you took the sponsor off it would be better but I don't think the sponsor's unattractive. Yeah. No. I, I, I yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the I think Fulham, what they do well, or what Adidas do well for them, is they are immediately recognisable as Fulham shirts straight away. You don't get the feeling, even if they are wearing templates or um, kits that a lot of other teams have, have got around the, the same level as them, they, they tend to be recognisable as Fulham shirts. And this one is a prime example of that, to, to have the red and the... The black trim like that the the thing with the sponsor i i don't think it is i think it's okay to have a sponsor in a different color and here it works okay as long as there's not too much else going on on the shirt uh here it works okay i never thought i never realized that that flowrider means florida and this is the first time <laughs> that that it made me realize that Jesus. so that the u.s rap artist flowrider it, that was a, a reference to to Florida, where he's Were you from. reading that as visit Flowrider? Then <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that. That's a very specific destination. <laughs> it doesn't even give his address. <laughs> if you if you want it enough, you'll find it. Uh, <laughs> Stalker. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I like it. I think it's a good shirt. Well done to Adidas and and Fulham there. They Fulham are around the level that we talk about, where they don't get maybe a bespoke design but they get a, a, a template kit in whatever colourway they want rather than being given team wear so they're that middle ground I think yeah. mm. so that's quite good uh, Yeah, that's a nice place to be to be honest mm. Mm. yes absolutely um, and then um, finally, in, in, in our equivalent version of that bit at the end of the news where they say, and finally, and you get some kind of weird news story, we have, um, we have two things to bring to your attention. Uh, Rich, you put the first one under our noses. It's, um, it's news of the first element of scratch and sniff to enter the uh, world yeah, of football kit manufacturing. Do tell. Apparently, um, I'm just going to make sure I got the story right because I haven't opened the link. Uh, it looks like from, from the eight, from the, from the URL that I'm reading, a club called Leganes. Leganes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I said, Legains. Uh, basically, they have their... I don't know if they've actually released it, uh, but I think they said that they're... Uh, launch a new kit. Oh, no, it does. They've yeah. actually done it. It has a badge that if you sniff... It, basically, it's a scratch and sniff badge. Uh, so apparently it smells of success, which is apparently the same as cut grass. That's what success smells like. <laughs> Not Ronaldo's armpits or something. <laughs> um, um, I, I was just, yeah, sorry, go on, Jay. I, I think uh, Yogi Love has just been announced as their new manager. <laughs> has dear. he? Oh, very good. <laughs> has he? Oh, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> we'll edit that bit out for sure. <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I like this one. Uh, I think it's a, a nice idea. I don't like the shirt. The shirt doesn't matter. The um, it's it's an interesting <laughs> no, idea. Exactly. The shirt's pretty crappy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's basic blue and white stripes. Boring by Joma, who I their logo is awful, <laughs> just cheap, nasty, horrible font. <laughs> anyway, Back to the badge. Uh, yeah, no, I I yeah. think uh, it's 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 an interesting thing. Is it? It's it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's just people wanting to appear in on websites. That's what it is. Mm. It yeah. clearly is. is well, I was about to say, I was about to say, because the, the next link that I'm, I, I think Chris has found ties in exactly with this, and it's kind of starting to do my head in, really. <laughs> um, and that is basically, well, we had La Hoya Loca, La Hoya Loca, um, with their, because they're Arabic by the sound <laughs> of it. Um, they obviously had the broccoli shirt, which you know garnered international, probably. I don't think it went down in America much. Um, mm. Sort of attention, and that was good. And then you got last year where you had uh, the ham shirt, and then now you've got other ones. And and basically, it just seems to be now that if you're a, a team in Spain, specific, uh, more over in the lower leagues, then you're going to go and release stupid shirts. Now we had the um, the what was it the Estrella ones with the the octopus and things mm. like that. But actually, they were training wear and a gold the goldie shirt. They weren't actually out out of wear. And of course, you had the tuxedo shirt and all this lot. And it just basically it's becoming a bit boring now because there's the latest two. Over to you, Chris. Well, yes. Um, a a uh, what should we say? A, a team lingering in the uh, lower reaches of uh, the Spanish football pyramid. Uh, a team called CD Pinson. Um, they have a kit made by a company called CIPA. <laughs> Might be a brand of Spanish real ale by the looks of it. Um, and basically, their home kit is a close-up print of uh, a whole load of strawberries, and their away kit is a close-up print of a whole load of blueberries because it's supposed to promote the local produce in that particular part of Spain. How wonderful you may think. From a distance, if you squint a bit, you've essentially got a nice red home shirt and a nice blue away shirt. But, as you say, Rich, I just think it's a little bit tired now, this whole thing of, like, you know, let's just take a stock photograph from, uh, you know, Shutterstock, uh, take it to our local photographic, um, you know... uh, What's the one of those, you know, like a sort of photo store, and um, and get them to blow the picture up and apply it to uh, apply it to a shirt? You know, what can we have next? I don't know. Pictures of dog turds in the park or something. And uh, I was going to say, I don't want to know what the like this local sewerage works teams can have a picture <laughs> of. Eat some poo and an old tampon. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. I mean, okay, fine. I, I just think they don't kind of these two particular kits don't reek of class and quality particularly. It looks like it's been done a bit on the cheap, which you would expect maybe for a team at that level. Sorry, Pinson fans that are listening, <laughs> if you're there. Um, but it's just, it doesn't really 
it doesn't really well, pull up any trees. One of the other one of the other problems with doing these as well um, is that they all it's all done via sublimation. Mm. And if you've ever looked at it, basically the whole badge is done mm. by sublimation as well. Yeah. And the problem with that is it, it the sublimation is not particularly great for fine detail. It really yeah. isn't, and it looks. The badges look really blurred. It's like someone took a photo of it, blurred the photo, and then just stuck it back on. Because on all the ones that I've got, and, and it applies to La Jolla Lorca as well, it's just they're, they're just all, they just look really blurry up close. So it kind of cheapens the shirt. And, and obviously, because it's sublimated, I know that I mean, at the end of the day, these are all literally Spanish lower league clubs. Um, so they're all doing it to get a bit of attention on shirt sales, which I don't blame them for because suckers like me will buy them, and I'm really tempted by that blueberry shirt because I like it. <laughs> but at the same time, it does make them look cheap. But then I guess at the end of the day, you know, it, it's a Spanish lower league club, so does it really matter so much if the badge is a bit blurred? But it's just a bit of a shame that they do it that way, but I suppose it keeps the cost down. Yeah, I I agree with virtually everything you said I, the only thing I would say is that I I like the um, I like the strawberries one which I think is the home one uh, the only other thing is that there has been a sort of bizarre attention to detail that you wouldn't expect with these sorts of shirts because it looks a bit just just get it done we need, we're sublimating it that's what it is the sponsor looks particularly cheap it's all sublimated which is shocking really but it has got a nice v-neck collar it's got that overlapping v-neck collar on it which is good the it's got stripes on the shoulders which is a bit of a nod to add it's got a single stripe on the shoulders which is a bit of a nod to adidas which is a shame they didn't need to do that it's got the stripes (laughs) up the side of the shirt which is more nike you probably think of uh but that looks okay the only thing i would say is and i know i do go on about these things but this it's kind of important the the sublimation fades out on the sleeves on both the home and the away shirt and that is to avoid if you are wearing a base layer or to just just display that it's coming to the end of the shirt is is so you don't have a a, a, a too violent a, a change a jarring change between whatever you're going to wear underneath which is attention to detail that a lot of people don't don't really go for so i i do like quite like that element to it and they they could have been good shirts but they're kind of not. So there, there, there is an effort level that's gone into them that you might not expect for those sorts of shirts, but they're not perfect. But yeah, the sublimation thing. But to sublimate crests is terrible. No one should ever sublimate a crest. And that also that fading out to white on the sleeves, I think, is also partly done because if you wear a patch on there for your league, I suppose you want to be able to see it clearly as opposed to... You know, a bit like the badge, you were just saying, having the, the team badge on, on this very busy background, I suppose it helps a little bit having sort of white sleeves. But I like I like the effect of that, actually. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, it's interesting that they've just basically kind of nicked bits off of um, a bit of Adidas and a bit of Nike and uh, anything else they can sort of squeeze in. But, um, oh, well, there you go. Um, a bit of variety makes the world go round and all of that, uh, apparently. So that pretty much wraps up our uh, kit news for this podcast, an extended one, as I've just been saying. Uh, but we're now going to move on to um, a section where we basically look at a particular tournament. Uh, in the past, we've been looking at current tournaments like uh, Copper America 2016 and Euro 2016. 
obviously uh, we've run out of uh, current tournaments. So we were going to have a look at maybe the uh, uh, OFC Nations Cup, but uh, Rich talked me out of it um, before we could get on to <laughs> New Zealand's latest kit. Um, instead, we're going to actually turn the clock back and we're going to look at a tournament from the past. And uh, this essentially is the moment that uh, Rich's life has been working towards all this time, gearing up for this he has been, because on this podcast we're looking at uh, the kits of World Cup 1986. Uh, still fresh in the memories of many of us I'm sure um, forgive me Jay I'm going to have to come to Rich otherwise he'll beat me up if I don't sort of get him in on this like <laughs> sooner rather than later Rich if I say to you 1986 World Cup kits which ones which kits immediately spring to mind for you ay caramba <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay um, uh, <laughs> We're, we're we're back to the uh, the. <laughs> it reminds me of the podcast we did on uh, what was it? What FIFA World Cup films? Oh yes, with the the, the little boy trying to find his way there. Hey, why didn't you give me a lift? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, on to my my favorite. Well, obviously, my favorite kit from that whole tournament is going to be Argentina's uh, home shirt, of course, because it is the my holy grail of shirts that I do not own. Uh, and will one day if I have to sell my own children or kidneys um, preferably the children because I can keep my kidneys then um, so yeah obviously that one um, but several more as well what? what? it's perfectly legitimate business I've got the child support agency on the phone it's for you yeah well yeah good luck finding them <laughs> Uh, anyway, yes. Uh, so yeah, obviously the Argentina home one. Um, the away shirt that year was, was alright. It was a bit dull. Um, and obviously they wore that the, the different shirt in the quarterfinal against England, um, which was also quite nice. And and not many people know this, but the silver numbers on the back of that shirt weren't actually just plain silver. They were actually glittery. Oh yes. They were basically um, uh, what like gridiron and is in American football style numbers. Hmm. Um, nicked from the local sports shop not nicked, paid for I guess um, and yeah so they were actually glitter sort of silvery glittery so they were super shiny but was that the only difference because you, you mentioned on the notes that we no, were compiling no it was a completely different shirt was it because I've just got I've, I found a picture of um, Argentina playing Uruguay in the first first yep. round of the games and they were wearing Argentina were wearing their second round second round big button uh, royal blue yeah. shirts with black shorts yep and then I found a picture of Diego Maradona playing against England in the quarterfinal, and certainly at the, the, the small scale that I've got this on my computer screen at the moment, the, both shirts do look, from the front at least, pretty much the same. But I'm sure if anyone can see the differences no. in these things, you can. So do tell. What's the difference? They're completely different shirts. Basically, they wore the um, shirts in the second round, the away shirts, and then the manager, Kailath Bellardo... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, that's how he pronounced his own name I'm just using his voice um, he decided that the shirts were too heavy for the uh, playing in Mexico heat so what they did was they went down to the literally they went down to the local sports shop uh, and it was probably an intersport uh, and got brought two shirts back uh, that obviously were very sort of similar uh, both Lecoq Sportif ones and basically said right which of these and Maradona went that one and they went right that's the one we're wearing then so the differences are 
the home shirt is like a kind of plain blue, whereas, uh, sorry, the away shirt, I should say, whereas the one they wore in the quarterfinals is actually striped. It's got like a sort of... Uh, shadow stripe. Like a shadow pattern. Yeah, shadow stripe on it. The badges are completely different because they had to quickly find some badges, so they just sewed on a load of old, the basically the old AFA crest, which is the one without the laurel wreaths around the bottom of it. Um, so that's completely different. I think the Lecoq Sportif logo is slightly smaller on the um, the home shirts, and I think is stitched rather than printed on, which I think they were on the on the normal away shirts. Um, and then obviously you had the numbers on the back. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they're completely different shirts. And I'm not sure, but I think the standard away one was a normal V-neck, not a wrap over, which the one on the quarterfinal shirt is. So they they are just completely different shirts. Yeah, no, obviously I, they look similar, but they are totally different shirts. I knew if anyone was going to be able to point out these differences, Richwood, and I'm glad that he's done so because it makes perfect sense now. You just said I'm just looking at the pictures now. It's, it's funny how you can't see these things until somebody explains it. Um, Jay, your memories from 1986 World Cup, which kits stand out for you? I I have few memories of that. I was five years old and I wasn't uh, into football. So I I don't remember the tournament at the time. And it's not a tournament that I go back to and uh, I have a huge fondness for. I think about Maradona um, and that's about it. I I don't know too much about that tournament. But looking through the kits that were worn in there, either renderings of the kits or looking at pictures of the games... There were some fantastic kits in the tournament overall. Like the West Germany kit in that tournament is great, uh, with the the little bits of like the flag trim on the on the cuffs and on on the collar. And they had a really good version of the green away kit in that one as well. So they yeah. they wore that a couple of years ago. They brought that back about or four years ago, I think they brought that back. Um, so the one they wore in '86 was really really good. I heard yeah. something the other day that the USSR their next. Sorry, I say USSR. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> well, it's interesting. You sure you're not old? It, well, by, by the end of today, by the point of publishing, it could be the USSR again, so don't rule it out. But the, uh, the, the new Russia kit that's going to be released soon, is it going to be in a, a more USSR-E red? And it's going to apparently have something that nods to the pattern of the kit that was worn in the 86 World Cup. So, uh, which is like a zigzag watermark shadow stripe pattern, uh, if anyone's seen it. And Iraq, I think, had the same kit in that tournament. Uh, So they're they're two good ones. Um, Did I also read, because I had one of those moments um, recently, because I I picked up something along those lines as well, Jay, and did I read right that they're actually going to put CCCP on the shirt, or did I just completely go off on a tangent mentally there and, and go a bit off piste because I'm sure somebody said it's going to have CCCP on the shirt but I don't know if I be- can confirm or deny that that'd be, that'd be good I believe that has been implied in the, mm. in the way that the story is being reported it's been implied I don't mm. I can't see it happening I really, no. really can't I, see that I just say I don't, I don't know why they would do that but uh, I got I got ticked off by somebody once um, when I was working on the Football Attic blog, uh, not so long ago actually, probably only about a year ago. I made reference in one blog post to to Russia, meaning Soviet Union, and someone of foreign extraction, in no uncertain terms, put me straight on that. So I said, no, 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 Russia is only part of the Soviet Union, etc., 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 and uh, that told me. Uh, but um, I digress. Um, the West Germany home kit that you mentioned there, I think I'm right in saying from my research that I've done in the past, I think that was the first one to actually have a bit of red, uh, black, red and yellow uh, trim on that shirt. 
and uh, really just it's very minimally done but it's just enough to catch the eye so it's very nicely done very understated um um I, yeah, I, I mean, going back, I, I just remember the, the tournament well. And the one that really, the, the, the kit that stands out as much as anything for me, of course, was the Denmark kits, which we've discussed at great length in the aforementioned 50 greatest football shirts ever. Um, and, I mean, the, the remarkable thing is with that, that they had four different permutations of that kit. And it's, I don't know if either of you sort of have this phenomenon, have experienced this phenomenon before, but I find that, when you're when you think back to a particular kit especially if it goes back a long way your memory kind of often merges about two or three different variations into one composite version of the kit and you think there was only one version worn and this is a great example of that essentially they had like the red shirt with white shorts they also had red shirt with red and similarly they had the white shirt with red white shirt with white and and they had four different permutations of the same kit which as we said before shows its uh uh, flexibility and uh, versatility as well and uh, and yeah, we we said before about the whole you know all the technical details of the kits the chevrons the the candy stripes everything else it's just it was just a remarkable kit I remember really my eyes you know wide open when I saw that during the tournament it was a terrific kit absolutely wonderful yeah can I just say can I just say that two things yes. one while we're talking about remembering kits incorrectly the Russia shirt did not have the same zigzag design as Iraq. It was a completely different shirt. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's the same apart from that. Like yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Back on that, that whole discussion again. It's, it's the same as the Scotland and Hearts shirt. <laughs> They're the same shirt apart from being completely yeah. different. Yeah, no, the, the, um, the, the Russia shirt was a kind of uh, diagonal stripe sort of shadow print. Uh, it was a standard Adidas template at the time. Yep, uh, and it's completely different to the Iraq shirt. Do, is, I in both color, design, <laughs> and then a, I I may be thinking of change kits. There may be one of the no. The change change kit was exactly the same as what, well, for, just in white for both teams for Russia. And actually, I think the Iraq one was the same. Uh, it was just blue, I think. It was just this this uh, the same template as the, the wrap over collar was a very common uh, from about eighty five onwards for many 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 teams, including uh, Soviet Union and I think Canada and I mean so many others as well. But uh... well, a hell of a lot of teams at that tournament had that exact mm. same template. Unlike Adidas, to turn up at a <laughs> tournament with flooded um, with you the know, same template for everybody else. Yeah. You know. Well, actually, I mean, that, coming on to that, Adidas seemed to have two main templates at that tournament. One which was a very dated one, which was worn by Hungary Away. Um, and Belgium. Yep. Uh, and then the newer one, which was worn by teams like Canada, Russia, sorry, Soviet <laughs> Union and Bulgaria. Um, so they, they seemed to have two. Then they had slight variants on it because Northern Ireland had a similar sort of template, but the, the collar was slightly mm. different, had a bit more detail on it. Um who else was there? Was one Bulgaria, else? Portugal. Oh, sorry, one else. Yeah, Port. Yeah, Portugal had the the more modern version of it. Um, yeah, because I'm looking at Iraq there, and yeah, they've got that sort of zigzaggy mm. design. Actually, it doesn't even look like they've got a wrap over collar. No, it, it just looks like a straight V-neck, isn't it? Really? Yeah, but Belgium had the sort of Belgium had a weird hybrid actually because I think their their home shirts had the weird old style collar. Um, but they also seem to have the um, shadow stripe on it, mm. which is odd. 
So, um, oh, Mexico is the other one I was thinking yeah. of. Who, although it's the sort of dated template, looks ace because it's got a massive Mexico badge and the word Mexico <laughs> on the back, which should be done for all things. Drop player names and have country names on the back in massive blocky fonts. <laughs> it's the way forward. Yeah. Um, um, can I just say that yes, uh, I apologise for being wrong about that, but I think <laughs> Russia another time, maybe earlier. Sorry, not Russia. Soviet Union <laughs> did have that. Um, <laughs> we were in so much trouble. <laughs> did have, oh yeah. <laughs> if we piss off Putin, then we are, yeah. Uh, if if uh, I believe that they, I think I think you might be yeah. right, Joe. I think they. I think Russia. And, sorry, no, we're doing it again. <laughs> Soviet <laughs> Union. I think they did have that. I think it was after the World Cup. Yeah. I think. Okay, if it was after the World Cup for a short I, period of time, I believe that's the one that they're going to be revisiting. They are going to be revisiting that yeah, right. in, in a new kit, I believe, something along those lines. Uh, that will be that will make up part of the design of the new kit, apparently. Which is a just going to old football shirts now. And you, and you thought know, Rich wasn't going to do any editing on this podcast? My God, he's got some work <laughs> to do. Has it? Um, the interesting, while you're looking that up there, uh, Rich, um, there is. Um, we, we need to shine a spotlight, if you like, on Iraq and their two kits because um, I don't remember really seeing Iraq um, even in highlights form during when, you know, when the tournament was on. They show you all the goals of you know, other games that have been going on during the day and all that sort of thing. And I don't really remember seeing Iraq at the time. And then um, not long after that, probably, I don't know, it must be the early 90s, um, I remember getting hold of a video cassette a vhs tape called all the goals of mexico 86 and it was what it was what was said on the tin as it were um and it was a a video that was narrated by martin tyler he did another one for the 82 world cup as well a very good it was just the goals they just show you the goals and a replay from maybe a different angle and then move on to the next game and it was probably at that point in the early 90s that i suddenly saw iraq wearing these strange colours, a gold, sort of golden yellow star, uh, 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 a coloured home kit and a, what should we say, a sort of summer blue coloured change kit. And then I forgot about it all for years and years and years and then saw it again. I was reminded because somebody uploaded that VHS tape up onto uh, onto YouTube and um, I was reminded again. I thought, what strange colours? But we've been told by a, um, one of our followers, listeners, call him what you will, um, about the reasoning for that is that basically there was um, uh, an article it's from Tom Kyle Keel I'm not sure forgive me Tom if I've pronounced your surname incorrectly there was an article on the 442 website a couple of years ago and it was all about Iraq at the 1986 World Cup and basically long story short um, Uday uh, Hussein who's the son of Saddam Hussein um, basically um, had a very uh, brutal kind of uh, holding very brutal reins, let's say, on on the team, and 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 was expecting them to win. Otherwise, they would be treated in a very kind of brutal way. I suppose is what I'm trying to say. And literally on the eve of the tournament, decided at a stroke that um, his team, Iraq, would ditch their traditional colours and go with a gold-coloured home kit because, you know, they deserved it. They were that good. Apparently, they needed to wear gold in, uh, albeit in the form of a football so uh, that's the reason why they changed not sure about the pale blue and the away kit but having said that they do stand out quite well those two kits in a strange sort of way uh, so there you go so uh, rich sorry yes well you were you were researching old football kits i was yes well 
the weird thing is, I've just found that article that I think Jay might have seen from Footy Headlines where it talks about going back to it. It just says, like the shirt from the 1980s. It doesn't specify when. And the weird thing is, I can't find it on old football shirts at all. Nobody's got it. But that doesn't always guarantee it. It just means someone might not have found it and uploaded it. The weird thing is on old football shirts is that on the USSR page, it just stops at 1992. There's nothing after that. I get it. wonder why. Yeah, I can't think. Um, so I, I'm still trying to find exactly when it was from. Uh, but yeah, so I, I do recognise it. It actually looks like a, a, a may have been earlier than that because it's got like a quite plain round neck on it. So I don't know. The jury is out. I, I would suspect if we're judging by today's standards, uh, the Soviet Union back then would have had a, a template before Iraq would have had it. So that's. Hmm. There, there would be a logic to that, I suppose. So it might be an eighty-five or something. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we, we should see. Or maybe it's not a real shirt, <laughs> and um, it's just a. <laughs> yeah, there is that. In which case, the last twenty minutes have been a complete waste of your time, and we apologise. <laughs> um, so I'd say at least the last hour. Uh, <laughs> there were many other kits that um, certainly, I think, um, two out of the three of us, if not all three of us, uh, really like. Um, I like the Algeria kits from that tournament, and particularly, I think, Richard, you, you feel this as well, the the away kit in red um, looked particularly striking. It has these kind of white panelled stripes, or whatever you want to call them, down one side of the kit, even on the shorts as well. Um, and then the home kit is predominantly green, but the away kit is red, and it looks really nice, and it has the word Algeria in Arabic script across the middle, as was the... Uh, the way that things were done round about then uh, so it looks very very dated mm. uh, but it also I've, I think the note I've made is it looks very very foreign and very dated mm. but that's what I liked about shirts in the 80s mm. that you, you'd get these t- countries or clubs in Europe and, and international tournaments and they'd rock up wearing something that looks so alien to anything we had in this country yeah. whereas now everything looks the bloody same Yeah. so it's just a shame oh Christ my battery's about to run out sorry just gonna plug in <laughs> so we're gonna lose the whole thing <laughs> ah here we go save so, well, that was keep exciting that in because that's interesting for the listeners yeah uh, <laughs> um, sorry go on Rich I was just gonna say but yeah um, and, and like Chris said we both really liked the away I, I hadn't really seen the away kit um, up until now, because I'd only really seen the the pictures of the home kit, but the away kit looks amazing. Mm. Uh, the they actually wore the home shirt and shorts with the uh, away socks in one match, so yes. that was a kind of an England oh, look. Yes, they did. Yeah. Proto England look there, or not proto because it was <laughs> post post England wearing that kit against Brazil. So it was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they copied us. In contrast to that kit looking dated at the time is Morocco, their neighbours, actually, I think they they have a border, share a border with Morocco, <laughs> don't they, Algeria, I think? Uh, there's uh, a test for my geography. And uh, <laughs> Morocco... Great B geography CSE on my part, <laughs> don't ask me. Uh, I got an A, but we were, by that point, we were talking about mostly, you know, kind of environmental issues <laughs> and stuff, so. In- which didn't really touch on the Morocco-Algeria border. <laughs> um, maybe a history thing. The... The... Um, yeah, the Morocco shirt was actually quite ahead of its time, I would say. It had sort of flashes on the shoulder, and it's the kind of kit, uh, Adidas kit, and with, with these these pointy flashy things on the sleeve or the shoulder uh, that you'd probably associate with a little bit later than that, maybe um, maybe in the 1990 yep. World Cup a little bit more. So mm. not, not a particularly uh, exciting kit, but 
it doesn't really look of its time. It looks more futuristic than that, I would say. The other thing about that World Cup is there is a, a goalkeeper template. Uh, did, did, am I going to say something very stupid? But who was the, the Northern Ireland goalkeeper? Was it Pat Jennings? Pat in Jennings. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, it sounds like it's very late for Pat Jennings. But he wore in that World Cup a goalkeeper kit temp a goalkeeper shirt template with a shadow pattern that seems very ahead of its time i i thought it was a lot later than that but um that was mm. the first time it was worn and then it was worn by various isn't that the same uh let me just so you've got to google that now um yeah because i think uh that that was the same as oh the, yes yeah, i see what you mean um, yes the russia template oh no it's that one mm. yeah that one uh, i think Belgium might have had that one as well. Possibly. Yeah, that kept that stuck around for a few years. That mm. did. And it's because ver- I'm pretty sure that there was a couple of goalie tops in the '88 Euros that had yeah, that as well. I, that was a very nice template. That was. I believe. Yeah. Um, well remembered. Lots of triangles, triangles, mm. stuff. Yeah, very, very modern for the time, I would say. Hmm. It was, yeah, very nice, very nice. Twice bonds. <laughs> uh, going back to that Morocco kit, actually. Um, the funny thing is both me and Chris have made the note because you said it looked quite modern but at the same time it also looks incredibly old because it's got a really old fashioned colour mm. on it and seems to be the same sort of template as the 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 dated template that Adidas brought to that World Cup apart from like you say the flashes on the shoulder do actually make it look more modern mm. and sort of like a more like a late 80s early 90s kit but at the same time it also looks incredibly old <laughs> uh the Algeria having the name across the front, obviously Soviet Union did that with CCTP, and oh, Canada had it as well. Canada had uh, the, the name blazoned across the middle, which is quite interesting. You mentioned Denmark, uh, the Denmark kit, the various combinations that they wore that, that kit in. They didn't wear the half-and-half half shorts, which was a pity. Yeah. We, they weren't allowed. They weren't allowed. Uh, but Scotland did no, wear FIFA the... Uh, Scotland wore the shorts with the hoop. And they're one of my favourite They did of shorts of, of oh, Yeah I think that's the Much ridiculed Well yes but And yet I think that's One of if not the best Scotland kit uh, They've worn actually I Just something about that That extra navy blue stripe On the shorts I think it looks Absolutely superb um, a very nice one. In fact, um, one of our followers on Twitter, McDoug, uh, said he remembers the Scotland striped shorts as well. So um, obviously not everybody ridicules it, and some people quite like it, much like ourselves. Um, and uh, going back to the aforementioned Tom, I'm going to go with Keel. And again, apologies, Tom, if you're, if you're listening, um, as well as pointing out about the story about the Iraq kits. Um, other ones that he remembers, he says, is the... Uh, uh, Morocco away, which we've sort of mentioned, which was green, um, and the Hungary home kit, Poland, Portugal, and Canada. Um, so thank you, Tom, for for getting in touch with us about that and uh, telling us your memories. Yeah, the the Poland. I think those um, Adidas templates that we mentioned earlier on, Poland, Canada, Soviet Union, in in red with that wrap over collar. I think it works particularly well in red. So yeah. Those are very nice. Um, we've sort of picked out best and worst. I think the Brazil kits, although they don't look especially exciting, I think show that they were done slightly better then than they are now. Mm. Um, yeah, that would be- they also had light blue shorts, which Brazil should yeah. have. They shouldn't Agreed. have the sort of mid blue. They look much better in light blue. Um, also, Spain's mm. home kit looked incredibly dated, but it looks ace. <laughs> There's just something about it. it looks like it's a classic Spain shirt. Yeah, I, I don't even think it looks, it looks all that so dated. Old. Actually, I think it, it, at the time it I felt it looked quite it's sort of really dated. It had a certain no, style really about it that was different to 
everybody, you know, all the Adidas stuff, and it just looked different in a quite nice, stylish way. I felt. It's also it's also nice to see Spain in Lecoq Sportif oh, yes. as well. Yes. Mm. Um, uh, the, the worst one I think I, I picked was the South Korea home, which I just made one comment on, which was shit. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks awful. It's so cheap and, and, and dated. Well, I, actually, that brings me on to something, because in the process of me doing all this research, I've been trying to figure out who made which kits, and obviously it's very easy for a lot of them. They're made by uh, you know, Adidas or uh, Umbro or whatever. Uh, but there was only one kit of all of those uh, competing countries that I couldn't establish the manufacturer for, and that was Algeria. Um, but the one thing that I was quite pleased about was that I found out who made the South Korea kit. Um, it was I, I have seen it in the past, uh, the name Rapido um, as being the manufacturer of those South Korea kits. It wasn't Rapido. I think the company was latterly renamed that, but the, the, the actual name of the company was Weekend. That was the <laughs> what a strange name for for a football kit manufacturer weekend. Um, so there you go, trivia fans. I uh, believe there's that, a, I, I believe there's a musical artist called Weekend or The Weekend or something as well, isn't there? There is. Mm. There you go. He's got a nice glass table. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, um, I think I need to just rein this back in a little bit. Um, <laughs> one one shot that I really like that Rich really dislikes is the Paraguay home kit I think that it, 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 I think that's how Paraguay kits should look not you know, just nice bold red white blue shorts blue socks no fancy paraphernalia on trim or anything like that I think it looks really nice but I I agree that it's how Paraguay should look it is a cla- it is a perfect Paraguay shirt but as I made my comment 1974 called they want their shirts back because it's really old looking kind of kind of yes it very uh, and <laughs> One thing I must do before I forget, we have to come to you, Jay. What, what's your view on the France kits? Because they did wear their home and away kits during that tournament. I, at the time, was a bit disappointed because I liked the kits directly before that that were worn for Euro 84. I didn't quite quite like these ones with the little sort of strip uh, strip of trim that ran along the, the shoulders and the arms. What was your view on those? Yeah. I, I didn't used to like them. It was actually a kit that was re-released. I don't even know for what reason, but it was re-released in the 90s or maybe 10, 15 years ago. I'm not really sure. Um, I, I didn't really like them, but I do like them now. Uh, they've, they've grown on me over time. Mm. It's, it's quite a, a light blue as well. I think it's, it's yes. a lighter blue than you'd usually have. But it, it just becomes iconic because you, you think of um, Platini wearing it. Uh, the the thing I didn't realise that Papan played in that tournament and he scored. Mm. So yeah, he played in the third place match. And uh, I think that was his first one for the well well. Oh, was tournament. it? That was the only match he played in, was it? Yeah. Oh right. I think it was. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it was. And and I'm, pr- I'm gonna have to. Oh, you but, made me look that up now. Just okay. the thought of um, Michel Platini <laughs> and uh, and Jean Pierre Papin in the same team. That's uh, it's formidable. <laughs> Ah, well, you say that, but I'm not entirely so sure. They played together. Um, what's his face? I, 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 I don't know if Platini played in the third I place think, match. Um, I think that I'm you're going to find in your research that Papa played in an earlier game as well. He might well have done. He might uh, well have done. Cause I, I was um, going to say, I, I just remember him playing in Euro 92. I think that was the earliest I saw him in a yeah. you know, tournament. But anyway, there we are. Yeah. Uh, they, were they, uh, did they qualify for anything after the 80, No, not after 86, 86 no. No. Nope. So that what what a, a loss to the game of football that Papa wasn't seen in in any other tournament. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he played in the he played in the match against Canada <laughs> in the nineteen eighty six World Cup and scored <laughs> and scored against Belgium <laughs> as well. 
<laughs> yeah, that, ah, hang on. The Belgian match was the third place oh, match. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I knew he'd played in that, but I, no one, no one cares if he scored against Canada for Christ's sake. I could score against Canada. Uh, I have actually noticed that. A. I've noticed that Algeria wore those red socks against Brazil, like England did. Mm. That's. Uh, mm, that's uh, <laughs> that is, that, I suppose that would be entirely logical as well, for the same reasons they wore the. The red yes. socks. Um, we've sort of picked sort of best, worst, uh, best and worst from the tournament, but we've also uh, uh, opened up a small category for our weirdest ones. And I mean, I suppose apart from um, you know Iraq wearing strange sort of gold and, and light blue coloured kits, I would also have to, of course, mention England playing in their sky blue shorts against Argentina, which was really jarring for me at the time, and I still haven't quite recovered from that. Some you know thirty years on, I just think. My God, what were they thinking? Just oh, they would. It would have been done completely differently, you know, in this day and age. I suppose they would have put England in all white and I don't know, Argentina in all dark blue or something. I don't know, but um, just white shirts and and pale blue shorts. I just think it looks terrible. Um, mm. But then the performance wasn't great either. Um, oh, I think it was very. When I first saw images and and footage of that game, I didn't really tell I thought England were in all white it, mm. it it seemed like the shade and maybe different light in different areas because it was a strange game wasn't it there was a big shadow mm. across the pitch in that game yeah. as well so I was thinking it was maybe a light issue that was making it look that way and obviously I've seen a lot of pictures since and it's clear that it is the the third short uh, shorts and socks but it, yeah. it wasn't immediately noticeable um, I thought mm. which is similar to to what you see now with the New England kit with the sky blue sleeves it's not always obvious that they're that the sleeves are, are in contrast to the shirt but yeah yeah hmm hmm right Papin oh god <laughs> Papin Jean-Pierre played in none of the knockout stages because I think oh. by the look of it I don't, know if he was, I don't know if he was sent off in the group stage no. but let me have a look uh, but he played in all three of the group matches yeah. Oh, okay. But then didn't play in any of the knockout stages. Oh, interesting. Injured. Injured. Injury. Mm, don't think he was. Knock. Just just carrying no, a small knock. Was. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Don't think so, mate. Nah, I mean. Because he wasn't. Uh, I mean, actually, he was subbed off in the 61st minute for Rochato. Rochato. The great man. Yes. Uh, uh, but he was also subbed in the game against the Soviet Union. It's, it's, so. It's not. For Bruno Bellon. Belloni. Bellone was he Italian? <laughs> Bruno Bellone. Anyway, as much as I think we you know, love to, <laughs> sorry, as much as we'd love to stay and shoot the breeze. A Look, bit, uh... people love the informative nature of this podcast. <laughs> they love the minutiae. Yes. I'm not sure they will do after this podcast. Um, <laughs> so I think I mean, that pretty much kind of um, sums up our thoughts on a lot of the other, uh, a lot of the kits that were in uh, World Cup 1986. Um, if you've got any views if you've got any memories that we've awoken maybe through the course of our dialogue do get in touch with us tell us which kits you most fondly and least fondly remember from that tournament Um, as it is we must press on because we've already taken up an hour and a half of your time Um, just to say that um, we've got to tell you about last the last podcast uh, kit off vote that we had we asked you to pick your favorite from three Peru shirts Uh, we gave you the 1978 World Cup shirt uh, we gave you the 1997 US Cup shirt made by Umbro and also the shirt worn by Peru in the 2016 
Copper America. And, uh, well, we got a fair bit of feedback uh, about that. And um, a lot of it was kind of chiming uh, on the same subject, really. Um, we'll give you a few comments. For instance, um, Chris, who's known as SoCal Eugene on uh, Twitter, said, C, looks like they half asked it. In other words, the Copper America shirt that I was talking about there. Um, bit harsh, I thought. Um, Ian Griffiths said, the 1978 shirt is one of the finest ever. Dan Hodges, A, all day long. Uh, Dave Cherry, A, why bother with the other two? Kevin Rinchy said, A, even though it still hurts. Hashtag 78 Scotland. Very brave of you to bring that to our attention, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, the wonderfully named Achtung Millwall uh, said, Shirt A by a Peruvian mile. Tiafio Cabias, a.k.a. Terror of the Scots. And uh, Eric, who is at SchnicksB04 on Twitter, said, 1978 It's not even close. This jersey beats almost all other countries' jerseys in the history of football. Hashtag slight bias. Um, I think you figured out from uh, the vast majority of that feedback that uh, the winner of our vote was Shirt A from the 1978 World Cup. It got um, 83% of all your votes. Uh, We got 107 in the end, so thank you very much, all of you, for taking part in that. Um, Second place was Shirt C, the 2016 Copper America shirt, with 10% of the votes. And trailing in last was the Umbro shirt from the 1997 US Cup, which got 7% of the votes. A runaway winner then, a classic from the 1978 World Cup. Uh, that would be the last time any of us mentioned Peru shirts on this podcast. Um, any any thoughts to add to that, uh, gents? Surprised in any way? Thought it might be a bit more balanced, the way the votes came? Uh, no, 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 it's predictable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're all wrong, because C was the best. Yeah, uh, it's the most sort of iconic, and, and people, when they talk about a Peru shirt... They talk about seventies shirt, so it's no mm. great surprise from for for me. Um I think Umbra have done some great ones over the years. So over the mm. recent years it's worth looking at all the different ones they've done because they some of them are really fantastic. So a more modern yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Well the th- thing is the the reason why we're doing these um kit offs is we're trying to make people reappraise and uh reevaluate some of the shirts that perhaps they thought were terrible in the past. Um, and um, so it's our chance to sort of not just put forward the the ones that everybody likes, but also a few that they might have forgotten about that maybe they didn't like so much in the past. And um, hopefully in future kit-off votes, um, people will bear that in mind and maybe just sort of you know, have a look and, and sort of see um, and, and, and trying to try and find some positives in the shirts that maybe they didn't like. But anyway, there it is. Um, as you say, I think that uh, shirt A from the 78 World Cup was always going to be a front runner in that vote. Now then, we can't tell you about what the next uh, kit-off vote's going to be because we haven't decided which three shirts it's going to be. But basically, the category is going to be shirts that traditionally crop up in the worst shirts of all time lists and blog posts that you see online. We thought, following on from what I just said, basically, that uh, we try and pick three shirts that traditionally people think are terrible and we're going to make you look for the positives in at least one of them and we'll invite you to uh, to vote uh, of uh, for the favourite one of the three and we'll give you details about that on Twitter and via our website. We'll tell you what the three shirts are you can choose from and uh, and we invite you to, to vote on that. Well, well, Jay's just suggesting that he has a so suggestion. Is, for the is, that, is that what it was? Is that, am I holding that up? 
Uh, yes. No, uh, no, no, no. Well, we hadn't decided on the third one, but we were, we we did ask you to suggest one, Jay. As a courtesy, you don't yeah, have to, no, 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 no. you know. But, ha- but if you have one in mind, we'll consider it. Oh, okay, fine. That's fine. Do you want me to suggest it now? <laughs> go on, what, were you, what was... Yeah, yeah, go the, on, what the is The Celtic away from 1994 with one gold sleeve and one green sleeve, and then it's got the, like, triangle flash things going all the way around. Oh, okay. Do you know that one? It doesn't ring. Really, no. We're going to have to Google that. that, that. Oh, actually, I'll tell you what we could do instead, then, is the Bumblebee kit. Oh, that's a good one. No, but they have they have revisited it a couple of times. So, they, they, so yeah, once again, Jason. Season. Oh, the Celtic, I think the, the Celtic away one is, is probably a very obscure one, thinking of that. It's so not, it's 1994 away shirt, is that right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Oh, I, is that the one with all the curvy yeah. flashes all over it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going for that. I don't I mean, I'm going to vote for it. I mean, or, I, I think we should... Or, short. or, or... Yes. <laughs> the one I'm looking at. Uh, so that... Oh, my God, that's pretty hideous as well. The Bumblebee kit, which must be from the mid-90s, mm. that is. No, I like that. I like yeah. the... Because I like, in our kit-off votes, I like us to have sort of three different eras represented. And I think that one that you've mentioned there, Jay, I think that's terrific to represent... Yeah, mid nineties styling, if you like, and uh, and uh, very representative styling. of the sort of thing that Umbro were trying to do at the time, just bringing a dynamic look here and there. So, what do you reckon on that, then, Rich? Hang on, am I looking at the oh, right one here? Six. Oh. Well, I typed in nineteen ninety four away, but it's a night. If you type in, sorry, listeners, you have to be let. You know, we have to. Uh, if you type in Celtic, Celtic away nineteen ninety four is what I typed right, I in. Got a Nike shirt. And there's a hundred different shirts that have got. <laughs> Yeah, I did. It's the first one that appears on the list. It's, it's, that's got to be a modern one. That's, I don't even think that's, a, that's off design football, for Christ's sake. Hang on a minute. Oh, hang on a minute. I think I know which one you're talking about. Are you talking about the one with like, it appears to have some kind of mountain on it? What? No, no, not that. That's the not people's that. one. Because that's hideous as well. If, which one's that one? Shush. If you type in Celtic 1994 away shirt into Google, that's what I no, typed. Not. You said you typed in 1994 Celtic shirt or something. Like no, that. I typed in Celtic away 1994. Oh, That's matters. what I typed. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes. Oh my god. <sighs> right. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Umbro one. It's exactly the same. Basically, the other one was from Design Football that someone had recreated of it. That's yeah. all. But there's a worse one than that. There's a worse mm-hmm. one. It's the the other one that I'm looking at. The one which is sponsored by People's Ford. Mm. It's like got zigzags and and shit all over. I know, I, I don't know what I, the hell that is. What year's that from? Yeah, but that's the same season as the Bruce Banana, I think. Right. Is it? Yeah, I think uh, so. I can't. I can't find the bloody. I can't actually nine, find nineteen ninety one awake. Yeah, so pretty much it was. Yes. Oh, uh, is that it? Ah, bollocks then. Because that's pretty damn hideous. Well, yes, but um, anyway, if that's the case, are, are you um, are you happy for us to go with that one then, Rich? For the curvy shaped yes. one, yeah, I don't think it's as hideous as this one. <laughs> but yeah, we can go with that. Go with that one, right then, listeners. So um, I'm pleased I, to say I, that. I sorry. <laughs> I d- I thought the point of this one was to reassess shirts that are commonly regarded as hideous, but probably aren't hideous. They're probably great. Well, well, the, I suppose the it's it, no, not really. It was just we pick three shirts that regularly appear on the worst football li- uh, shirts of all time list, in this and just pick three. 
Yes. And in, in, on the other kit-off votes, we're sort of picking three... Basically, it's always three shirts from a particular category. So it might be three England shirts, three goalkeeper shirts, whatever. And on this occasion, we, we thought we'd pick three shirts that traditionally crop up on the worst shirts ever yeah. uh, lists and things. And um, with a view to sort of getting people to, to find the positives in, in at least one of them. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, I think that, that Celtic one, you know, meets all our criteria, personally. Anyway, listeners, Ooh, silence. <laughs> You'll be cutting all of that out, I hope. Um, so, if we're going to go with that, nope. So, listeners, here we go. Then, here are your three options. I'm pleased. I feel like I'm sort of announcing the result on Eurovision or something. Um, <laughs> so, the three options that you got for the uh, for the third kit off vote are as follows. First of all, the Coventry City Brown Tramlines kit. The third kit made by Admiral, which was sort of worn from sort of seventy six ish to seventy nine. Um, that's your first option, shirt A. Shirt B is the Arsenal Bruised Banana away kit, away shirt, I should say, uh, as it's known, uh, made by Adidas, 1991 to 1993, that was worn. And shirt C is the one that um, uh, Jay just described. It's the Celtic away shirt from 1994, um, basically a white shirt, one sort of golden yellow sleeve, one green sleeve, and uh, various sort of curves in green and gold uh, across the shirt and down the shirt those are your three options we invite you to um, vote for the one that you like most hopefully you like one of them uh, and so to do that you can follow us on Twitter and we'll have a vote running there we'll also have the same vote running on our website and we'll total up all the votes and tell you which one was the winning shirt on the next podcast so there good grief that went on a bit um, <laughs> anyway we're heading rapidly towards the end of the podcast, um, but just to sort of say, um, Rich, what have you been sort of up to? You've been selling and buying shirts recently, or not much? No, no, I've not. In fact, I've not. Well, I actually bought a shirt this morning because um, I, I finally broke my non-shirt buying uh, because I needed to get one. Um, basically, I've not been able to sell any of my shirts. Please buy my shirts. Um, but in other news, I've also, uh, I think I tweeted um, the other day that I'd created some polaroid uh style prints of my top shirts um and I, I i've made the notes here that they haven't arrived yet but they arrived this morning so i shall tweet out some pictures mm. of those later oh, no. and and jay what have you been working on sort of design football wise etc <clears throat> uh well i i i haven't been doing enough for design football there is a lot of things going on on there there's a lot of competitions at the minute and there are some fantastic designs being put on there so it's worth having a look through the galleries on there uh something i have noticed that someone else has been doing who has been hard at work is uh yesterday so friday the 22nd uh dennis hurley does a thing on uh, museum of jerseys the twitter account museum of jerseys where he does a fancy kit friday and he'll mm-hmm. put together a team with an old design so an old template he'll Go, he'll put together with a team that didn't wear that template or didn't wear that, mm. didn't even have that manufacturer. And the one he did yesterday was a Manchester United kit, which was based on that lightning bolt uh, yeah. Arsenal away shirt, the Nike, the Nike. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's done that in a Manchester United change kit, and it's fantastic. So it looks good, doesn't it? Look yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a great thing that I've seen recently. Uh, so check that out if you haven't seen it. Cool. Well done, Dennis, on, on your work and all that. And I know he's been listening in, so thank you for your support for this uh, podcast project of ours. Um, and well, just to say what I've been up to, I've just been doing some more work for the uh, beyondthelastman.com 
Lost Champions series. I've just been doing some graphics for various Romanian teams, and they'll be going on the website at some point in the future. Um, other than that, I've also been on my Kitlist website. I've been trying to illustrate the kits from the 1976-1977 season in the first division, as was, because we're going to be talking about that on a future Football Attic kit pod. Uh, we're going to be looking at that particular season and the kits that were going on there. So I've been trying to illustrate um, lots of those. Um, actually, I just want to make a brief appeal to our listeners because I'm after some help on this. I'm trying to crowdsource some help on the research side of things. Um, Leicester City's change kits between 1976-1979. Um, I'm trying to figure out when they wore the red. They had an all red strip, and they also had one which was white with blue shorts just trying to get some kind of confirmation really some proof of when those kits were worn and in which seasons if anyone knows get in touch be great to hear from you similarly liverpool's away kit in the 1976-77 season the only one i can find was the one that they wore in the charity shield match at the start of the season against southampton which was white shirts white shorts and red socks and um that was the first year they wore that what you might call the hitachi kit uh just to kind of use shorthand there Again, just trying to establish whether they wore that particular kit throughout the season or whether they wore maybe yellow, something like that. If you know, let me know. And uh, also the Coventry Brown kit, which we just mentioned a moment ago. Um, very scarce details online of when that was worn. Um, did they wear it in 76, 77? Or did they wear it sort of towards the end of the 70s? If anyone knows which games that brown kit was worn in, please get in touch. I would love to hear from you on that or any of the other uh, points that I've just mentioned so uh, thank you in advance for your help where all that's concerned um, before we go we did get some feedback from uh, our old friend Andy Rockall uh, who uh, has been listening in thank you Andy for that um, he just referenced the fact that we were talking about the Nike Vapor uh, template which was mentioned right at the start of the podcast he said uh, guys isn't Nike's uh, point about the Vapor template that this is the very best and that everybody has the best tech no exceptions that's a good point worth raising. Uh, Jay, what's your view on that? Because obviously a lot of people were sort of saying, like we did on the last podcast, well, why why, why not give Brazil a better or a different yeah. kit? Yeah, so- that's it's something I discussed with, with John Devlin, I think, when we did a, a review of the, on one of the, probably the first of, of the Design Football podcasts, uh, we talked about the kits from that tournament. And, and that is the rationale, I think, of yeah. why everyone has to wear the same template so you can add things to it you can have a sublimated print and so on which a lot of teams do poland had a sublimated print and other teams obviously barcelona got stripes on top of it as well so there's various things you can add on to it but the actual the cut and stitch element of it or the 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 sections the template the structure of the shirt has to be the same across the board otherwise you're Nike admitting that some teams are going to be better off than others and you can't yeah. have teams in the same stable having that preference you would imagine so yeah I, I agree with his point completely that mm-hmm. there is logic to that but as a consumer then maybe it's not the best thing uh, if every kit mm. looks the same yes yes indeed um, he also goes on to say um, Andy uh, despite your lack of love for the Vapor template which club sides would benefit from this break with tradition I wouldn't say we completely dislike the Vapor template it's just generally well, I think we were just kind of hoping to see something a little bit with a bit more variation maybe you know weaved into that whole design but um, anyway just to take you up on your point there Andy I think um, that given the fact that in many cases what you have with this template is 
the shirt and shorts in one colour and the socks in a second colour. I think the Chelsea kit would work well because it's traditionally they wear blue shorts, blue shirts and white socks. And I think that that could work. If not that, if you're going to go with contrasting coloured sleeves, could be interesting seeing someone like Aston Villa or even Arsenal, of course, because, again, that sort of suits their their look. Um, any thoughts on that, Rich? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think the Villa one would actually suit it quite nicely. Uh, maybe West Ham mm-hmm. as well. Obviously, in the same sort of thing, and I'd like—I suppose I wouldn't mind seeing what Cov would look like in it. Maybe with a sky blue shirt and, and navy sleeves, that'd be quite. Well, nice. I mean, we've seen Man City. I think are, are basically wearing something not dissimilar. I think that looks terrific, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very nice as well. This is the thing: I don't, we don't, you know, universally dislike that vapor template, and, and certain in- incarnations of it, I do like. It's just—it's just—I just think it's—I I understand the point about everyone getting the best, but then I just think that. Okay, maybe have the same technology, but I still think everyone, you know, nation should have a bespoke shirt. Mm. That's just my view, really. But there you go. Well, like I say, major nations, smaller ones, maybe not. Yeah, we, I think um, we, we've talked about it before on I don't know which podcast, but the 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 football associations or maybe the clubs should be pushing back a little bit if they're told by Nike this is this is what you're going to be wearing next season. It's a complete break from what we would consider your, to be your colours. Uh, I think then that's when you step in and maybe say no. If if that's going to happen, then it will be at our behest rather than uh, marketing from our, our kit manufacturer. Hmm. Yes, all valid points. Yep, fair enough too. Um, and on that note, I think we pretty much have to start wrapping things up after all this time. Um, just to say that, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, on a future podcast we're going to be looking at Hummel so we're inviting you to sending your thoughts about your favourite and um, maybe worst Hummel kits that have been made down the years get in touch with us about that and we're going to be focusing as I said on the 1976-77 first division kits as well similarly we'd like to hear from you about your personal faves on that too so before we go we just need to tell you where you can get in touch with us so you can give us all this feedback basically on twitter we're twitter.com forward slash football attic facebook.com forward slash the football attic uh, you can of course uh, download our podcast and leave us some comments on our website which is www.thefootballattic.com and if you want to send us an email please do uh, you can do that via admin at thefootballattic.com and of course it goes without saying we need to find out from you Jay where we can get in touch with you and talk about football kits etc I am Jay29ers on Twitter if you want to speak to me specifically Uh, design football on Twitter designfootball.com on Facebook as well Uh, there will be more podcasts on the way there are some that are already recorded that need editing and publishing I'm a little bit slower than you guys so well done for get, keeping it regular and getting them out there. I'm not as good as that, um, but they will Which be not on fuzzy. their way. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, they'll they'll be on their way, and there's some great stuff. So look out for those. Listen out for those. Uh, they're available on Acast and uh, iTunes. So if you want to listen to those, go there. But I, I think we have a, a symbiotic relationship. I, I would I would view it as that that we can coexist in this world to the benefit benefit of each other. I believe. So this Indeed. Is, this is excellent. I, I'm very glad that you asked me on, and I don't think that you asked John Devlin before me. <laughs> we thought it was the least we could do, just in case you thought we were kind of trying to steal your thunder by creating a, a kit podcast after you did, and which was, of course, uh, entirely coincidental. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, we also thought you might pick up some tips on how to do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Don't say that. It won't come on the podcast again. If we, you know. Anyway. Thought that was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, we urge you all to go and check out designfootball.com and all the fantastic work that uh, Jay and uh, all the various people uploading kits there are, are doing. Uh, keep up the good work, Jay. And from both of us, thank you so much for being our first guest on the Football Attic Kit Pod. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, listeners, thank you for your time. We'll be with you again probably in another couple of weeks' time with another Football Attic Kit Pod. Until then, from myself, from Jay, and from Rich, it's goodbye to you all. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.